Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life you've set goals you know where you want to go congratulations on finding star style be the star you are our vibrant hosts passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan and her energetic daughter healthy living specialist heather Brittany, share the best roads fastest detours and successful strategies for a life worth living Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, good day, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are again with you this week. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Network. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, who recently was awarded for the sixth year in a row, a top nonprofit for 2014 from GuideStar and Great Nonprofits. You can make a donation today at BeTheStarYouAre.org. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. And that is from David, I mean, Henry David Thoreau. I always want to put the David first. Well, that just segues way right into our first segment of Now You See It, Now You Don't. And that's because eye health is critical for all of us. If you don't require vision correction and you don't receive annual eye exams, you know, you might be at risk for something called glycoma, but if caught early, it is preventable and treatable. But the challenge is diagnosing it before the symptoms occur. Now, Heather has the foresight to help all of us keep our eyesight, and she has put together her Healthy Eye Health Kit. So, Heather, take away health matters and tell us how we can keep on seeing. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, your eyes are a crucial part of your health. I mean, they are considered one of your senses. Um, and a lot of times with many things in our body, we don't think um, you know, that we need to do certain exams or, or do checkups on because nothing's going wrong. And for many people, they don't have to wear glasses or contacts or they're not having any issues with their eyes. Um, and they may think their vision is completely fine. But the truth is, as we age with everything else, um, that our eyes do start to deteriorate. We get certain 
germs, inflammations, um, scratches, all these kinds of things that may be sort of building up over time that could be uh, potentially damaging, damaging us when it gets to a certain point. So if we can take preventative measures, that's the best way to go. And one thing is to have a comprehensive dilated eye exam, and that can only be done by a professional um, caregiver. And the thing with that, when it comes to, you know, common vision problems is we often don't realize we need to to do this. So and I um, I had a, a slight one too. Oftentimes you might have to have a driver take you home. But the basic thing is during a comprehensive dilated um, eye exam, your eye care professional places these drops into your eyes that make them completely dilated. So they widen and it allows more light to come into your pupil. And that way they can really see um, what's going on. It enables the doctor basically um, and to see if there's any signs of damaging or disease, as you touched on with the glycoma. And if your eye care um, professional, you know, if they can determine that your eyes are healthy um, and that, you know, you're seeing at your best and you're good to go, or they could give you some preventative measures. I know when I went in, my vision had, I have a slight stigmatism, uh, meaning that at nighttime, in the day I'm completely fine, but at nighttime um, I wear glasses when I drive at night. And uh, it just, things just seem very bright and slightly blurry to me, and I, I thought I must, oh, my goodness, I have terrible eyes. In terms of a slight stigmatism, and my prescription is basically a piece of glass. It just clarifies that. And that's another thing that gets you to a lot of times people are very hesitant to go into the eye doctor, um, you know, thinking, you know, oh, I'm too young for glasses or I don't need them, or they think they're seeing fine. And actually, the more you're swaying, the more you're straight eyes, you're trying to focus on things, the more you're actually putting more stress on your eyes. So it's amazing what the simplest little thing of just getting an exam and they giving you, as I said, I have an extraordinary low prescription um, of how suddenly it makes things so much clearer and so much easier. Also, know your family health eye history. You know, talk to your family and members so before about their you eye health. Before you um, jump to the hot eye history... I just wanted to say, say something about going into the, um, to the eye professional is don't go in when you're tired. You know, make sure that you get book a morning appointment or an appointment when your eyes aren't already tired from being stressed at the computer. Because when I went in to have mine, I did it late in the evening, and I was exhausted from writing so much and, you know, staring at the computer for 10 hours. And that was the first thing he said is, you know, we would, we would have a better result, a more accurate result, if you had come in when your eyes were rested. That's a great, that's a great thing to say, because that is so true. You know, so many times, and that actually is an ergonomics tip, too. Um, what ergonomics is, is, is trying to, is when you are at um, a computer or a desk and your body's in that, that s- certain set, it can be rather unhealthy for your body. So there's certain things they say, you know, every hour, look away from your screen, you know, or every 15 minutes, look away from your screen for about 30 seconds. Every hour, look away for, you know, get, a, get away from your desk. So certain way to sit at your desk. But always look away. That's why oftentimes you can't eat or rub your eyes or something to, again, no family history. Um, if there has been any history of eye diseases in there. Um, also, we talk about so much of eating, eat right. For your sight. Um, as a little kid, I mean, I, I always knew you used to tell us about how carrots are so good for your eyes, which is true. Uh, I used to think, I don't know where we got this idea, but I used to think, like, if, if we ate so many of them, like, our, we'd be able to see in the dark, you know, these glow-in-the-dark eyes. It isn't true, but it does really help um, your eyes. And, yeah, so eating lots of rich um, fruits and vegetables, you know, leafy greens, kale, things that have um, high benefits of omega-3 fatty acids, such as salmon, 
tuna, halibut. Again, always, you know, minimize the amount of fish in your intake, but that omega-5-3 is going to help, um, and the beta-carotene help with your eyesight. Another thing is um, wear protective eyewear. Um, a lot of, you know, I, I feel like it's almost, is a law now, but possibly it isn't, that almost every kind of sunglasses, even the kind of cheap little gimmickly ones, um, will say that they have UV or you um, SPF protection of it because, you know, you've been told many times don't stare into the sun, the strain, just as you can sunburn, you know, your skin, you can sunburn your eyes. It causes a lot of damage with that. So make sure, you know, if you're going to be out um, in the sun that you're wearing sunglasses. Also, other forms of... And, you know, with, with that saying that, when I had my eye exam a few months ago, that was the one thing he said. And I do wear sunglasses when I'm out, but sometimes when I'm gardening, I don't. I might wear a hat. Or something, and he said that the only damage that I had on my eye was that they were a little bit, um, they had some sun damage in some areas. So what you're saying about the sunglasses is really, really important. Even when we think we're not getting sun, we are, and it damages the tissue. Yeah, and then another thing just regarding with the sun, when you squint, you know, all those people out there that don't want the premature aging, um, you're, you know, when you're squinting, you're scrunching up your face, you're going, you're just increasing those crow's feet, those age lines, those scrunch things right at your face, that, you know, those lines right by your age, eyes, um, because you're squinting so much. Um, another thing with the protective eyeglass is the same thing goes for if you're going to be in salt water or chlorine of wearing goggles protection because, you know, one thing is we know salt burns our eyes. Same thing with chlorine, those chemicals. I remember being a swimmer growing up. The times if I didn't have goggles, I and mean, I would leave it, my eyes would be bright red. And for the entire day, I was almost blind, it felt like, because there were so many chemicals in my eyes. It's so painful. So as a health for that, that can cause damages in there. So if you're in any kind of things like that, always have some form of eye protection. Um, another thing, you know, just what we get into is, as we know, we should know when to be smoking, but also as all of the horrible things that smoking causes, is smoking is bad for your eyes um, because um, it's going to cause um, a degeneration and cataract and optic nerve damage, things that can, you know, it's basically it's degenerating our cells when we smoke. That's why people look older, you know, they're getting, you know, lung cancer, skin cancer, throat cancer, all those kinds of things. Um, with your eyes, again, it's, it's uh, basically cutting off healthy oxygen flow to your eyes. Um, and these are things if you have nerve that can lead to blindness. So that's something, you know, to consider too. Um, also, give your eyes a rest. As we were saying, in the kind of the, the 20-20-20 rule, and what that was is, or is, and then every 20 minutes, look away about 20 feet away for about 20 seconds. And that's going to reduce the eye strain. Um, also, I just, you know, I feel like... That's a, a really good... That's a great tip, Heather. That's one that I think that we all kind of forget because I know, for example, like yesterday, I was so focused on getting so many things done, especially for upcoming radio shows. And I felt like I was just at the computer for out. Well, I was at the computer for about 12 hours. And I kept saying to myself, I need to get up and look away and look away. So we do, I have to put like a sticker, you know, look away. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah, well, I, you know, a lot of times, it's, it's like all things, you know, I think people don't realize it until their eyes are, are starting to hurt um, or things look a little bit blurry. And, you know, that was actually what started when I had, I never needed eyes until it's time when we had moved to electronic medical records, being in front of a computer, when I'd get off at night, my eyes were so blurred from everything. That's why I had to get 
process. Um, but one thing, too, is, again, I think, you know, instantly we want to rub our eyes, and that's another way of leading into infections. So first thing first, always wash your hands. I try to say, everyone's saying, you know, if, if you can't get to a bathroom to wash your hands, um, a hand sanitizer is effective, but it's not as good as with soapy water. They say sing happy birthday that amount of time. That's uh, only about 20, 30 seconds, and that's a full lather. Um, avoid touching your eyes, um, but if you can, make sure you're doing it with washed hands. Because as you know, pink eye is so, I'm always surprised the whole entire world does not have pink eye. Because it, it's simple as someone has it, rubs their eyes, touches the surface, someone else touches that surface, rubs their, I mean, it's just this non-going spreading bacteria that's pretty gross. Um, so avoid touching your eyes. Your eyes are a cell, a mucous membrane, just like other parts of your body, similar with your mouth and, and your general region, things that Bacteria, viruses love uh, warm, moist, you know, uh, wet surfaces, and your eyes are just another, you know, orifice for them to go into. So think and consider that always at any time. And, and, oh, and something, too, speaking of the cleanliness when it comes to, if, if you wear contacts, if you use um, reusable ones, make sure that you are cleaning them in a clean, feeling substance every night. Wash them not sleeping with your um, with your contacts in. You know, they've shown things they have now in the commercials of, oh, no, I slept with them in. And it's sort of those things they say you can, but for a very limited amount of time, just know there's a, quite the chance of irritation or slipping behind your eyes. Same thing goes with makeup. Um, again, as an overall skin rule, wash your face before you go to bed, especially with eye makeup at night. That gets into your eyes. That's another way of causing infection. And also, as another for females out there, not sharing eye makeup products. Again, as I said, that the touching of the eyes, the products that, um, you know, your eyes are this cell membrane. Um, if you use uh, pencil eyeliners, try to sharpen them after each time. That will uh, minimize the bacteria. And, again, don't share any eye products with friends. As people have this misunderstanding that friends don't have bacteria, that it's only strangers. Everyone does. So try to minimize any infections with that by keeping your products your own. That, that's a really, really good tip. And I also want to just throw in there, you know, whenever you use a public restroom or even when you go to friends' houses or something, be careful when you're using any towels, especially cloth towels. Because if someone has touched the towel and had um, an infection on it before and you touch your eyes, you will get it. And I would just remember this was many years ago when I was in Holland. And in those days um, in Europe, they had cloth towels in all the public restrooms and the train stations and all of this. You would pull on a cloth towel. They, it wasn't paper. And, you know, I would always just, like, put my fingertips. But I must have touched my eyes. The next day, I woke up with two eyes completely swollen shut and had to go to the hospital. It was really bad. And it was some bad, really bad infection. It took, like, a week. And, you know, you're on your – you're you're usually traveling if you're traveling on a vacation. For me, I was actually on a television shoot. And so that was not very good. So and just be careful. I think what you said about not touching your eyes at all is really um, is really the most important thing. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention was about the the glaucoma um, and also cataracts. Now most young people are not going to have to worry about uh, cataracts because 
that usually doesn't happen until later in life and you get blurry. But one thing, you know, if you do need cataract surgery, it's a very minor thing. And usually the, the doctor puts in a lens so you can actually see better. And it's, um, it's something that is very treatable. So don't be afraid if somebody says you might have cataracts. It's just something that is, that it's, it's like a membrane that glosses over the eyes. But now glaucoma is, uh, something that is really very, serious and it's a condition that causes damage to your eyes optic nerve and it just gets worse and worse over time because what it is so there's a buildup of pressure inside the eye and it's usually something that is inherited and doesn't show up until later in life but in any case always have your eyes tested for that at any age because there are no symptoms and there's no pain from this increased pressure so unless your eyes get tested, you can't be diagnosed. And if you are treated before long-term vision loss occurs, then usually you're going to be okay. So if you're over 40 and you have a, fifth, uh, a family history of glaucoma, you really should have a complete eye exam with an eye doctor every year, two years at the most. And if you have any health uh, problems like diabetes um, or if you're at risk for any other eye diseases, you might have to visit your eye doctor more frequently. So that's just my little input on um, on eye health because I don't know. I, I really would never want to lose my eyesight. When I look at all the beautiful things that are out there in the world and all the flowers and the birds, and I've been looking out the window and watching a bird make his nest and another bird um, flittering in a fountain, you know, it's like, if, if at all possible, if you have eyesight, you really want to take care of it. And I think that we sometimes overlook that. So what would you yeah. like to add to your eye health kit? Well, no, you know, you just kind of hit on the last thing that we're talking about with diabetes is the same thing, you know, is just maintaining an overall healthy weight um, because obesity does increase your risk of developing diabetes. And one of the things that can, one of the biggest things with um, full-blown diabetes is that eventually it can lead to eye loss to blindness. Um, think of it as almost, you know, a sugar coating, a fat coating of your eyes. So the overall, you know, taking is just living a healthy lifestyle. If you ever have any concerns about contacting your specialist or going to your, your regular doctor and discussing these things um, and being open about your family history, finding out things and don't be afraid or hesitant of wearing glasses or contacts. Um, the more you strain your eyes, the more damage you're causing. So get some glasses if it's going to help you see something or see something better. And, you know, just, again, protective eyewear, eating healthy, and cleanliness is the best way to go to keep your eyes and healthy. And uh, being the gardener that I am, just remember that protective eyewear when you're out in the garden, especially if you're doing any weed whacking or cutting branches or even pruning. I tend to I wear protective glasses because I've had one too many uh, nicks <laughs> where branches seem to reach out and grab me. So I think that is it's all really great advice because we want you to see it and we want you to always have good eye health. Well, thank you, Heather, for another very enlightening health matters. I think that's a, that might be a great topic for several Health is talking about our senses and, you know, how we have uh, good ear health and, and touch and smell and, you know, how we keep, uh, keep our senses active and alive. Well, I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. 
And you're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are. And when I come back from break, we're going to actually do some uh, design principles and we're going to talk about the importance of feng shui and how it really can affect your quality of living and especially how it can affect if you are looking to move into a new space. So don't go away. You're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and I'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. You are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, I'm glad you're still here with me here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am your personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. And for many years, I practiced as an interior designer, a certified California interior designer, as well as uh, associate. I, I was associated with the Interior Design Society and also a professional member of uh, ASID, American Society of Interior Designers. And one of the practices that I always used were feng shui principles. And feng shui is spelled F-E-N-G-S-H-U-I, but it's it's pronounced feng shui. And you know, you probably have all experienced going into a room or a space and it 
just feels awful. It either feels too dark and dreary or you just want to get out of there as soon as possible or on the opposite side of the spectrum, you go into a room and you just love it. It oozes open, airy, positive energy. And when a dwelling sometimes feels dark and drainy and heavy and unhealthy, the the reason could be bad feng shui. And just as the way, if it really feels wonderful, it could be good feng shui. And what feng shui means, it's literally translated into wind and water. And it is based on the Taoist belief that everything in life is interconnected. The feng is the wind and the shui is the water. Now, the art and science of feng shui represents a way of living on purpose, uh, a way of living mindfully, and it acknowledges the existence of, of qi, or it's spelled Q-I. It's an energy, sometimes called qi or prana, and this energy is everywhere, and it influences us all at all times. Now, even if you poo-poo this idea of feng shui, I think that you would find that it really does work. <laughs> now, feng shui experts, they use a tool that's called the Bagua map, and it, they overlay it over each space from the front entrance to analyze the specific energy in nine different areas of our lives. And it's very, very individual in scope. So you take this Bagua, and then you have you are overlaying it so that you have um, fire is south, and that is in your fame and reputation house. And then you have earth and sky, which is relationships, love, and, um, and, uh, and being motherly. And that's in the southwest. And then you have, and oh, and by the way, the color that resonates with that is a purple. And the color that resonates with fire, as you would imagine, would be red. And then you have um, the marsh, which is definitely west. The color is white, and that is where it's creativity, children, future, and the uh, and metal. And then we're going around from the top. We're going around from the top, which would be at 12 o'clock, and we're going around the clock, basically. The next one is called, um, is, is gray, and it's helpful. It's people, it's blessing, and it's travel, and it designates the father. And it's in the northwest. And it is um, considered heaven. And then one that is a very dark blue, like a navy blue, is water and north. And this is your career and your path in life. And then going towards the left, so now we're at about 7 o'clock. The uh, color is um, just a kind of a sky blue. And it's mountain and northeast. And it is the house of knowledge, wisdom, and your skills. Then we get to green, which is going due east at 9 o'clock. And this is also, a, a, besides being east, it's called thunder. And this is your foundation, your family, wood, and your past. And then we have another on a deeper purple. The other one was more of a magenta. This is more purple. And this is in southeast. And this is called wind. And it is the abundance, the property, and the wealth. Then in the middle is the yin and yang, and it represents, it's yellow, and it represents earth and physical health. So, for example, when you um, are going to move into a space, 
even though the price might be something that you're looking at, whether you're buying or renting, it really is the energy that it should be and could be equally important. So if you're looking for a place that has really good chi, a few examples that you should be looking for would include homes that have an even shape or a lot, homes with a lot of abundant natural light, and homes that aren't located are not located at the very end of a T intersection. When a home or a lot is in an uneven shape, various areas of the feng shui bagua are missing, which means that there's no energy or chi circulating or bringing life into the area. Now, cul-de-sacs and uh, T intersections can be considered similar to that, and they could be like a stagnant dead end and energetically. With the home facing a T intersection, it's weakened and drained energetically by the overwhelming chi from the road. So basically, you do not want to be on a road, if at all possible, especially a busy road. Now, chi can't be stopped or destroyed, but energy can be productively redirected and transformed. And that is what the goal of feng shui is. So feng shui acknowledges the positive relationship of the natural world to human human beings and Long before Western studies confirmed that a walk in the woods stimulated brain activity, the Taoists understood that there was a a profound connection between nature and humanity. And even if, you know, quote-unquote bad feng shui exists in a potential new home, with the help of a feng shui uh, expert, your property can be transformed with what they call some cures. And the cures are very simple. You can do them yourself by studying a little bit of feng shui, like water features, plants, mirrors, sculptures, and wind chimes. And um, and these are all considered elements that are blessed and good. Now, one thing that's interesting is when you place furniture, the placement of furniture is always important. You're never supposed to have your back towards an entry door because what that means is someone could attack you. So you always want to be facing the door. But on the other end of the spectrum, if you're putting a bed in um, a room, you never want to have your feet facing the door. You don't want the, the bed, the foot of the bed to be facing the door. You can, it can be any other way. And the reason for that is when the feet are facing the door, it means literally that you're going to be carried out feet first. I know it sounds superstitious, but it's a bad omen. <laughs> it's sort of an omen of a death. So how can you, if you are trying to create a home uh, that will connect with you immediately and that you can imagine yourself living in happily, what do you do? First, you want to create like a, a magical garden experience all along the path to your home or to your apartment or your curb so that you have some appeal and it it will just set your your place apart from other properties and really make it feel like yours. In other words, you're enticing yourself as well as your friends and family to enter and to see more. Now, the best cure for any entryway is a feng shui water feature like a fountain. And what that does is that activates the water element associated with that area, which water is life itself, and it's also symbolic of cash flow, of life path of opportunities, and of good fortune. So a water feature right at the front uh, entrance is a powerful activation of an entryway to the home, which is going to create a flow of life force to your home, which is going to bring you all these good things. Now, on that same element, 
if you live in a space that you have a front door and from the front door you immediately go out the back door, that's a negative because what that means is your cash is going to go in the front and out the back. So you're going to want to put something uh, between those two spaces and if you can avoid living in that, that would be better. But if you already live in it, you want to either put a mirror that is going to um, redirect the images and the light so that the cache isn't going to go in and out the other one. Or you might want to hang something red outside of your front door. I had a very funny story when I was producing my TV show and we were doing a whole show on feng shui. And one of my associate producers, when he heard the feng shui expert talk about the importance of having um, something red at your at your at your front um, entrance, and especially, it's really best if you have a uh, a southwest front entrance. That's really the the best that you can possibly have, and that's where your money area is. So it was okay. So he he went and he didn't have anything red except for red underwear. And it absolutely was, it was actually out of one of his windows. So he hung his red underwear out there. We all had a good laugh about that. So now, and something that can drain the energy from your life is clutter. So you have to get rid of all those personal belongings and junk. Because once you get rid of it, you're going to find that your energy flows. And it allows you to enjoy the space more and to be in the space. I'm sure you've had that experience of spring cleaning or going through your closets or, you know, getting rid of things that you haven't used for years and giving it to goodwill and going under the bed and cleaning out all those things that you've been storing under there. And something just lightens up in your life. You feel better. Well, that's because you have lightened the feng shui energy. So you want to arrange chairs, for example, on a deck that overlooks a view. And by doing that, you are going to create that desire to watch a sunrise or watch a sunset or or just to be entertained or to enjoy whatever the view is, enjoy the garden view or even, you know, if it's a street view, at least you're going to have some enjoyment from it. You want to create a warm and inviting master bedroom to connect emotionally with yourself and with your loved ones so that this becomes a loving retreat. Now, great colors, according to color therapists, for a bedroom to to create um, an arena of calm, tranquility, restfulness, and a loving environment is to do colors in a uh, peach colors, something that is not quite pink and not not orange. That's too bright, but something that is just more like a light peach, a light apricot. Um, those are considered very restful and enticing colors. Now. If you do decide that you want the help of a feng shui expert to educate you on homes, what will promote health and happiness, um, you might, you know, you, there are, might be some things that you want to take away. So I want to tell you some guidelines. So these are some elements that you want to avoid. First of all, avoid a renting or buying any place that is below the road or is on a busy street. Uh, avoid uneven home shapes, layouts, or lots. Avoid places that have little natural light. Avoid homes with unhealthy vegetation or a place that have uh, difficulty with growing. 
you really want to have a lot of lushness around you and a lot of green and you want to hear the birds and you want to have the butterflies. I know this gets all into nature and gardening, but these are all things that are really important for you to have. And then some uh, some other tips. Um, and again, oh, the last thing is, you know, just stay away from dead ends, if at all possible. Because what happens there, if you've ever been on a cul-de-sac, you find that people come to the cul-de-sac and they use it as a turnaround point. So you don't want to be the turnaround you don't want your energy turning around. So with some things that are really good is when you are designing your home and wanting to include some feng shui ideas, include all of your family members and include everyone in doing a little simple blessing. You can make it up, but that lays the foundation for success. If you want to keep your home clean, you want to declutter, and you want to personalize it for you as you're going to live in it. Now, if you're trying to sell a home, obviously you want to depersonalize it (laughs) and then you want to repair anything that needs to be repaired. Always pay really important um, attention to to the entrance, the foyer, the master bedroom, the kitchen, and the bath. These are really the main elements of of the house uh, that can really bring you the prosperity and happiness. Uh, in a kitchen, if you are if you are facing a stove and the stove is the stove top, you're just looking at a wall. One of the best things you can do is hang a mirror on that wall so it can reflect back. Again, that is going to to say that you are going to have good energy flow in that room, as well as people are going to eat well and they're going to digest their food well. So that's important. If you have any neighbors that are bothering you and, oh, you're just irritated with them and you just feel some negativity, you can hang a chime on a tree that is close on your property, of course, but that is going to chime to their property, too. And that chime is going to break up that negative energy. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but try it. I've tried. I had to use it once. And, you know, it really did work. And I used chimes Whenever you want to just break up any negative, um, negative energy. And you can add um, money. If you have any money career issues, you can add some cures there and ask for blessings that you will have the amount of money that you need to pay your bills and to have an exciting life. In your relationship area, each person plays a significant role and you want people to enjoy their desired outcome. And in your completion area, you want to feel safe so everything comes to fruition and that life is good for you. And then, you know, again, getting back to the outside of your house and your curb appeal, the most important thing is to really enjoy coming home in the whatever time of day it is that you are coming home. You want to make sure that walking in that door is a very pleasant experience. So, again, the Bagua is the map, and it outlines the different areas of your life and the different energies that you need. And you can go around to make sure by putting this map in the nine different areas of your lives, you can make sure that your house is um, feng shuied out. And I really promise you, you will feel a difference. When I was uh, moving into my house and every client I ever did, I even if I didn't tell them that I was doing feng shui, 
I would use feng shui principles because it really is all about placement and all about light and all about keeping the energy flowing so that every room feels personalized and really, really terrific. So when we come back from break, we are going to have more. We're going to be talking about teen stress. And some of our teens from Be The Star You Are have been writing articles about what uh, kids are going through. And it's really amazing how stressed young people are today. Sometimes I think that we... We tend to poo-poo it, but the reality is they might be more stressed than adults. So we as adults need to listen to them and give them a a very um, caring ear and hopefully take away some of this stress, especially as we end the school year and many of them are going off to college or summer jobs, etc. So my name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm your personal growth coach. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we are coming to you live from the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. You may have heard about the motivational icon, Les Brown. He's considered one of the greatest motivational speakers in the world today. And I always felt privileged to uh, have gotten to know him early on in my career. And, and uh, you know, he was always an enlightenment to me. He was born in an abandoned apartment in Miami, Florida, with his twin brother, Wesley. And the twins were given up uh, at, for, for adoption. And they were actually adopted by a single cafeteria worker named Mamie Brown. Later, Les was uh, labeled educationally mentally retarded, and he was kept back twice in grade school. But thanks to a teacher who said to him, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality, Les Brown went on a lifelong journey of self-development. And that journey has made him one of the most recognized and most respected motivational speakers in the world. He has been named one of the top five speakers in the world, inducted to the Speakers Hall of Fame. He has so many best-selling books. He's been a feature um, on PBS and national radio, and he's a very much influential personality in the world today. But here are a few of his key success tips that he has shared with the world. And this, to me, uh, resonates with me and with our message that we bring to you of be the star you are and live your dreams. He says, be the message that you speak about. We must recondition our minds to live our dreams. Stop living below our potential. Grow our thinking and grow our faith, and then we grow our lives. Grow your impact because impact creates income. There is no defense against an excellence that meets a public need. You must make a commitment to get better. You must expand or become expendable. Either settle for less or decide you will not accept anything but your best life. And what are you giving your life to? Are you giving it to something extraordinary or something ordinary? Don't work for a living. Live your making and in your living, making you will make a great living. I love his words, and I want to just reiterate 
that you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit starstyleproductions.com or call for a coaching session, 925-377-STAR. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are. your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in a life Well, thank you for staying here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live from the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal growth coach. Well, as most of you know, I produce another show on the Voice America Kids Network called Express Yourself, and this show is expressly for youth and teens. There are now 27 different reporters that work with me from uh, throughout the United States, and the show airs every Tuesday at noon on Voice America Kids. You can find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. But one of our hosts and reporters, she does a segment called Health with Henna, and her name is Henna Hundal. She also is a writer for uh, for me on uh, in the newspaper. And she wrote an article and she also did a radio segment about how much, how too much stress is harming today's teens. And I thought it would be appropriate to bring this information to our show because I work with teens literally on a daily basis. And, you know, they are, they're struggling because they have so much going on in their lives. So we as adults and coaches and parents and teachers and anyone who has to deal with young people have a responsibility to be there to lighten the load a little bit because we may be putting just too much uh, stress on kids. So here is what Hannah has written. When most people think about the life of a teenager, what typically comes to mind is days of cruising the mall, riding bikes around town, hanging out with friends, going to parties, and building lasting memories. After all, you're only young once, right? Well, maybe so, but new research is indicating that the teenagers of today aren't really living the kickback, carefree lifestyle. According to the American Psychological Association, today's young people are more stressed out than ever. In fact, even more stressed out than adults. A junior in high school, Hunter, said, I find myself becoming stressed out about once or twice a day. In February of this year, the American Psychological Association released the results of their 2013 Stress in America survey. And the statistics are both very troubling and very telling. 
Participants in the survey rated their daily stress levels on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 representing the least amount of daily stress and 10 representing the most. Out of 1,018 teenagers who took the survey, the average stress rating was 5.8. On the contrary, the adults who took the survey had an average stress rating of 5.1. So as uh, Isaac, a teenager, a junior in high school, said, we teens usually get stressed out when we act irresponsibly, like when we procrastinate, when we don't take measures carefully, when we don't manage our time well, the feelings of stress start kicking in. And, of course, we know that happens with teens. Undoubtedly, key school is a key root of the stress, according to the teenagers who participated in the survey. And not to mention, 31% of the surveyed kids said that all of the school year stress often makes them feel overwhelmed, and another 30% reported that it makes them feel also depressed. It's also concerning that such a large group of young people have self-reported higher stress levels than adults, as stress can have detrimental effects on a growing person's health. For example, it can lead to overeating, to headaches, to high blood pressure, to heart problems, and anxiety. And as we know, these are all problems that we already have way too much of in our society with um, obesity being a huge problem for young people today. A senior pointed out that all that tension and pressure is definitely not good for our bodies. Clearly, this epidemic of stress that's hitting teenagers needs to be turned around in some way. And whether that means putting minor tasks on the back burner for a while or whether it means readjusting one's agenda to better reflect what's able to be managed, it's crucial to find a way to get a handle on all the tension. When I know I need to let off some pressure, I go outside and I get a handle on the stress. I take a walk around the block, says Hunter. Basking in the outdoors is just one of the many great ways to de-stress. Turn on some music, phone a friend, find a fun hobby, take some deep breaths. Releasing the tension is crucial. The teenage years of our lives should be times of enjoyment, growth, and relaxation, not ones marred by stress. And that was written by uh, Hannah Hundahl, who is an 11th grader on a mission to empower the younger generation to lead active, healthy lives. Now, in that same light, one of my other volunteers at Be The Star You Are, who's not a radio reporter, but she's one of my writers for the newspaper that I work with. And she wrote an article called Overcoming Irritations. And this is Linda Lan Fung. We all have that one friend or family member who's consistently annoying. He or she borrows your belongings without consent, bumps into you without apologizing, or is constantly complaining. The issues are sometimes more grave, like gossiping about your personal life or whispering about you behind your back. Recently, a situation arose that I had to address with a friend from middle school. Approaching the topic and the time to talk were challenging. How could I tell her without offending her that she hurt me with her behavior and that I wanted her to change? A high school senior who was facing a similar situation with a classmate who was constantly texting her in the middle of the night to ask for homework instructions, suggested to me to talk to the person, and if change doesn't happen, try talking again. By responding in a polite manner, 
the senior was able to resolve her problems by recommending that the student look at the homework agenda and instead not text her while she was sleeping. For an anonymous junior, her father's loud eating habits bothered her immensely. However, she said, sometimes it's better to ignore the little things in order to keep the peace instead of criticizing because maybe it isn't that big of a deal. She continued, I don't want to hurt his feelings. So we do have to think about things like that. Is Even if you are annoyed, whether we are adults or, or uh, students, if you are feeling that you are irritated, you really do have to take it carefully because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Now, how, no matter how frustrated or irritated we become, we have to choose our battles. Sometimes the person that aggravates us the most may not even be aware that they're causing a maddening situation. A freshman friend of mine would text people late at night without realizing that her friends were asleep. She said, one day, one of them bravely told me that my texts woke them up and that I needed to text earlier. Because she was told in a straightforward manner, she was able to alter her texting habits. No ugly confrontation occurred, and the two continued their friendship. She was able to salvage her other friendships by being more aware of others' lifestyles. And as for Linda, I was able to solve my own issue through talking to my friend, saving a friendship of more than five years. Communication is vital in any kind of relationship. Rather than bottling up feelings, it's better to face conflicts head on. We also need to be aware that we can't change another person. We only have the power to change ourselves. And it's not what happens to us, but how we respond to it that matters. If the issue is not that monumental, it may be just better to let it go. But when something is truly egregious, we must confront the problem with diplomacy and tact. And as teens, engaging in a constructive conversation is an essential lesson that will help us overcome irritations and maintain positive relationships for a lifetime. And Linda is an officer with Club Be The Star You Are at her high school. And if you'd be interested in starting a club, Be The Star You Are, to help you or your uh, students become a better writers, uh, readers, and reporters, you can contact me, Cynthia, at star-style.com. And the final uh, article that I wanted to read to you is from Young Juwan, who is the host of uh, Express Yourself and has been for a year and a half. She also is a reporter for Artsy Gift, and she is also one of my writers that I work with uh, at the newspaper. And her article is called Life is a Balancing Act. Life is like a circus, and entertaining circus needs a little bit of everything. Elephants, acrobats, magic, and people. A fulfilled life needs to strike a balance between social experiences, school demands, and extracurriculars. And with all the opportunities we're all afforded as teens, the sooner we learn the balancing act, the happier we'll be. Elephants. What's a circus without elephants? When you think of the traveling extravaganza, elephants are first on the list. They are the necessities of living. It's important to prioritize the most important elements in your life before committing to any other activities. Ask yourself, will this take away from anything else I'm doing? Acrobats. At the show, it's incredible seeing people moving in ways that you didn't think were possible. Flipping, contorting, and flying through the air. Acrobats may not be essential, but they keep the circus exciting and thrilling. In life, it's good to have something that takes us out of our comfort zone, even if it means giving up something else. People. Without people to clap and holler, there is no circus. 
Humans are social animals, and in life, you need people to talk to, to trust, to have fun with, to lean on when the stress is overwhelming. And magic. Watching magicians is like watching kids eat candy for the first time. Magicians are that extra sprinkle on top of the cupcake. Activities that add pizzazz to your routine are the magic of your life. They're the last things you add on and the first things that you give up. Before adding to your already full plate, make sure you're juggling the rest of your circus well. Because balancing is all about knowing how comfortable you are with juggling. You can't do everything and balancing involves choosing and compromising wisely. To achieve success, we aspire to include the entire circus, the elephants, the acrobats, the people, and the magic. So pursue what you truly desire. Then remember to build slowly on top of your main priority, your elephants. So that is our show for today. And I hope that you had some interesting um, experiences and uh, some takeaways from these three articles written by our wonderful teens. Make sure to listen to them at expressyourselfteenradio.com and tune in at noon on Voice America Kids Network on Tuesdays to listen to new episodes of Express Yourself. Thank you all for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I to be here with you as your personal growth coaches every week, bringing you some great advice and some fun and always interesting stories, hopefully that you will help you change your life for the better. For information about Star Style, visit star-style.com. If you'd like to purchase any of my books, you can find them at starstyleradio.com and go to the store. Make a donation today to Be The Star You Are charity. We can take credit card, PayPal, or checks. Visit bethestarur.org and click on Donate. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I really do want you to read a book this week. And I hope you read Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, but smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I thank you and encourage you to let your light shine brightly. Be the star you are. We'll talk next week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. Keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.